0: Well, hello everyone. We're back. It's Monday. We're back in the book of Revelation. Um, we are starting a new chapter. We're starting chapter 20 today. Before we get too deep in this book, uh, in this chapter, I just want to say that, that uh, my study Bible says this is one of probably the most controversial uh, chapters in Revelation. A lot of people have different um, thoughts on um some of this, and um, <clears throat> as best I can outline for you, there's different ways of of looking at um, <clears throat> when Christ is going to return, and uh, <clears throat> so, and uh, and that's in relationship to this millennial time. Now we're getting ready to talk about <clears throat> the thousand year reign of Christ, the thousand years. And uh, millennium in Latin, uh, that's where you get a thousand uh, from. And so, this period of a thousand years of, of reign of Christ is going to occur. And then, after that, judgment is going to occur. Now, there's a there's a post-millennialism, uh, which means Christ returns um, to the earth after this thousand years period. Uh, this is a a millennium means there's no future millennium, and um, <clears throat> that um, and then you've got this pre uh, millennialism, which McGee teaches uh, that, <clears throat> and basically the way I um, am seeing it is you've got the church, the age of the church, and then um, you get. You, Then there's a tribulation, but this great tribulation period. But before this great tribulation period of what uh, the Bible says is going to be about seven years, uh, it's going to be seven years, um, there's going to be a resurrection of the believers, and the believers are going to be caught up with Christ uh, in heaven, and um, they're going to be with Christ. And so Christ hasn't really returned to the earth, but he has gotten his uh folks uh, out of there and uh, then the world goes through this great tribulation period and then the believers return to the earth uh, with christ after that and there's this uh, marriage ceremony of the of the bride and the bridegroom Uh, and then you've got this uh, millennial uh, time on earth uh, McGee has referred to it almost as like a marriage supper that lasts a thousand years. Um, it's a celebration. It is a joyous time. And Satan, during this time, is thrown <clears throat> thrown in prison. He's thrown in, uh, he's uh, sealed up where he can't harm the world anymore. And then this uh, <clears throat> celebration um, you can think of as a joyful time of uh, like a marriage supper, Um, Then you've got um, another resurrection. Then you've got this resurrection, uh, well, of the unbelievers right before judgment. So at first, we've got um, the first resurrection is uh, of Christ and the church and then the Old Testament saints and then the tribulation saints I think are supposed to be um, resurrected. Um and then you've got um so to the best of my ability this is how I understand it at right at this point in time. And and it a lot of this, um, you know, as McGee says, sometimes you know, God has His program, and He is working it out, and we don't know. I mean, these are just ways of trying to put this together, uh, but I think, as, at least for me, as I'm reading this right now with you, um, I'm going by what the Bible says, what the Word says, and uh, I'm just not trying to overinterpret interpret this. Um, there's going to be an age of the church um, we've seen in previous uh, books of the bible that um Christ will be there and his believers will be taken up with him into the clouds and um McGee has taught before that you know Christ would would not want to put his church through this great tribulation period he's going to take his believers up uh but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh the bodies will be resurrected. You know, he's gonna take up his um his believers um with him. Uh that's called the rapture of the church. When the when the church um, is taken up with him, church is raptured. I think that comes from the word rapturo. Um so you we've we've studied that before and so, after that, then there's this tribulation period, and then um so then the believers uh return to the earth we've got this marriage of the church with with uh, Christ, the bride and the bridegroom are there then this celebration period is there um and then um and this marriage supper is there also with uh this great supper of God, which is a terrible supper which is uh uh, all those uh um, leaders and unbelievers uh at, at the battle of armageddon they're going to be all uh destroyed and then you've got the the beast the um the 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 beast representing um the the two personifications of the antichrist the political leader and the religious leader they're going to be thrown in this lake of fire alive and then you're going to have um um Satan is gonna be bound here and uh thrown in this pit um or sealed up. And then you've you've got this millennium period. Um we've already had the marriage supper, so um between Christ and his church. So Christ is here on earth, and it would make sense that Christ is here during this millennial period. Um So that would be a pre-millennialism thinking that he has come before this millennium. And then we've got this reference to a a thousand-year period um, on earth. Now, the church has already been raptured, um, and the Bible makes reference to those who have been resurrected, the first resurrection. It says, blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. That's what we're going to read in a minute. So, again, McGee says the Christ has been resurrected um, already. The church has been resurrected. Uh, and then you've got the Old Testament saints and the tribulation saints. Okay, so far. And as far as the resurrection... Those are the bodies, right? We have the the bo- the Christ body was resurrected. You know, we celebrate that on Easter. The church has been resurrected. The um, Old Testament saints have been resurrected already. Why? Because we we see them as elders. You know, they're the 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 twenty four. Well, they're the elders that are sitting around um, already in heaven. The Old Testament saints are there, and then these tribulation saints are going to be resurrected for this thousand-year millennial period. Um, and then I believe, you know, at some point, the bodies of everybody else will be resurrected, too, um, before judgment, because everybody's going to have to, you know, the the good and the bad have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So the judgment seat of Christ hasn't taken place yet. So um, it's interesting that the souls of those who are already abiding in Christ will already be with Him. Um, the bodies, because you're already saved, but you'll you'll still be judged by according to your deeds. Um, so that again. M- the way of thinking about that is it's great that we're saved, but we still, faith without works is dead, remember. So God gives us His Holy Spirit so that we can do good deeds and righteousness, in righteousness, through our faith. We could never be righteous without Him. We have Christ in us right now, and um, and that's great. But uh, we all have to stand before the great throne Of Christ. So I hope that puts it out there a little bit as to what (laughs) as to what all this means. And and at least it sets some of the vocabulary words down on paper uh, for you. So now we're just going to read these six verses in in Revelation 20 and we'll with this in mind. So Revelation chapter 20 verse 1. Then I saw an angel So here's another angel coming down from heaven. Okay, so this the vantage point here is we're back on earth here. So I saw an angel coming down from heaven holding in his hand the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain. And he sees the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. Now, how could this angel do that? Because remember back in verse 19, Christ has already come to earth. Remember, heaven opened, a great white horse, the one sitting on it is called Faithful and True and Righteousness. He judges and makes war. Okay? And so, he and his... uh, Armies of heaven defeats all of the, you know, uh, the kingdoms of the ruler, the rulers and the kings who are making war apparently on Israel. He defeats all of them, and there is this great supper of God where the birds are eating all the corpses, and that's a stark contrast to the marriage supper <clears throat> that was just also outlined. There is two, there is two suppers here in um, in chapter nineteen. A beautiful supper, marriage supper of the lamb and the bride and the bridegroom. And then you've got this terrible supper of God, which is a wrathful supper, which is those sinners, the wicked of what happens to them. And then the capture of the beast, which is the false prophet and the false leader. Okay. And they're thrown in the lake of fire. And then... Okay, this is, it's sort of a continuation of what's going on. Then this angel comes down and binds up Satan himself. Okay, so you've got the beast gets thrown into the lake of fire. You've got Satan now being bound up and being thrown now into this bottomless pit. So again, a very stark contrast of a beautiful marriage supper and a terrible, gross uh, supper of God. So we got two suppers. So a couple of different suppers here happen. One great and one gross. And now we got the dragon himself being thrown in this bottomless pit. Okay, so we see this again in verse 2. And he sees a dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and threw him into the pit and shut it and sealed it over him, so that he might not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were ended. <coughs> okay, and after that, he must be released for a little while. So what are we talking about here? We've got this marriage supper here that's going on, okay? And then we got this gross supper of God, okay? Eating all the corpses of all the people who've remained uh, on the battlefield who are all dead, <coughs> and we've got this uh, coming up for a thousand years. Now, McGee said uh, it's almost like this, we've got a supper of the lamb. It's not referred to anymore, but it's going on. How long does it last? Well, McGee says, well, it's a celebration of about a thousand years or of a thousand years. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the best marriage party ever. But again, there's great celebration going on. The four Hallelujah choruses were, were going on right before the 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 marriage supper starts going on, and um, so, and we're part of that, right? You know, the 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 souls of those who who are with Christ were with him. They were taken up. Remember, when the church is raptured, you've got the the body of Christ is the church. That's the bride. So we're part of that body, right? We're part of that already. And the church is adorned with this beautiful linen. Those are the deeds of the righteous deeds of the saints. Those are our deeds, which are important. Remember, deeds matter. Those are glorifying The body of Christ, the church, those we bring glory to Christ through our righteous deeds. We can't be righteous without the Holy Spirit of Christ in us. And we have Christ's Holy Spirit in us. Then we can perform righteous deeds. Those deeds matter. And it's adorning the church. So we are part of that marriage supper. Okay. And it's going to go on. For a thousand years, this period of time is going to go on for a thousand years. Um, and I assume, you know, we're still there. We're still in the body of Christ. We're still with Christ. And um, <clears throat> so this is what the, the pre-millennialists are are thinking, is that y- you've got... Um, After this great tribulation, Christ's return, we've got this marriage supper here and uh, this um, millennium, a thousand years of celebration, and um, Satan is locked up. (coughs) And so uh, verse four, then I saw thrones and seated on them were those to whom the authority to judge was committed. Now, is this the final throne of Christ? No, but these are people who were had the authority to judge and uh, help or they were given responsibility to rule. And um, also, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God and those who had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads. Or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. And McGee has uh, asserted that these are the people who are like the the, uh, millenn- the uh, tribulation martyrs here. They had been beheaded. They had not worshipped this beast during this great time of tribulation. Um, remember, God had marked 144,000 of the tribes of Israel who are going to be brought through this tribulation period. And then there's going to be other people that have um, kept the faith that um, those people have been singing choruses in heaven uh, to this point in time. Uh, Verse 5, The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. Now, this must mean that um, um, perhaps the... The bodies perhaps uh, were not resurrected, um, but the the spirits, the souls have already been with Christ. So, because that's the body of Christ is the church. So perhaps uh, he's talking about resurrection of the bodies, and so these martyrs uh, are going to are going to these tribulation martyrs, these tribulation saints. Are are going to uh, um, come uh, to life next, um, and maybe get ready for uh, what uh, the uh, everybody else. But you've got the thrones on heaven. The judges are there. You've got um, the bride of Christ. The, you've got this picture of uh, which is the church, and you've got these twenty four um, elders are already there and you've got these four beasts that are up there in heaven representing all things created and now you've got you know uh satan defeated the the uh, the personifications of the antichrist have been defeated um and now you've got these uh beheaded martyrs um resurrected here and um so they're so the, you've got this thousand year celebration of the of Christ and His Church, going on, because they're there, and so the the then it says verse five the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. So, so we have like a fast forward of this thousand years uh, period. Uh, this is the first resurrection. Uh, blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection over such. The second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. So, again, we're sort of looking at this thousand year period and these um, uh, tribulation saints who um, um, had to undergo this terrible, terrible time uh that you know god has had allowed them to go through okay so that's where we are um and uh we are still uh in chapter uh 20 right now um but um the 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 scene has dramatically changed and uh satan is locked up and we're now talking about this millennial period uh of a thousand of a thousand years and um Yeah, so we'll stop here. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Mitali. Mitali, I hope you're doing great. And I look forward to hearing what you've got to say on this teaching today. So from me to all of you, God bless you. We'll see you next time.
1: Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Revelation chapter 20, beginning at verse 1 all the way to verse 6. So in this chapter, we are dealing with the millennium... In relation to christ satan man the tribulation saints the resurrections the earth and the great white throne so they have arisen three schools of thought in the area of interpretation of this chapter 20. so the first school of thought is post So it assumes that Christ would come at the conclusion of a thousand years, that is, man would bring in the kingdom by the preaching of the gospel at the turn of the century. So this viewpoint has become obsolete now. It couldn't weather the first half of the 20th century, which produced two world wars, the global depression and the rise of communism, and the atom bomb as well. You know, when Hiroshima and Nagasaki was bombed and Pearl Harbor was also bombed, so it was an optimistic way of actually thinking, but it actually just died out. And then the second thought is or mil- millennialism. So, or in Greek means one doesn't believe in the millennium, so it holds out no false optimism like post millennialism and it has um, supplanted post. Millennialism, so it has taken over post millennialism and it has, for the most part, emphasized the coming of Christ. So, its chief weakness is that it spiritualizes a thousand years, as all the book of Revelation is also spiritualized by this thought uh, school of thought. So, it fits the millennium into the present age. You no, know, they tend to believe. The millennial kingdom is in heaven happening and right now we're experiencing the tribulation. So uh, it fits the millennium into the present age and all the events recorded in Revelation fitted into historic facts. Then the third school of thought is the premillennialism, millennialism uh, which takes Revelation 20 at face value as it does the whole book of Revelation. So applying the literal interpretation, and uh, as the context actually instructs, otherwise, like not to apply it as it literally is. For example, chapter nineteen of Revelation, um, it reads, "Out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ, when uh, he comes, goes a two-edged sword." So if we get the old millennialists, they would literally translate it as uh, they would spiritualize it, um. And put it like they're actually two literal swords coming out of Christ's mouth. But scripture actually makes it clear in other scriptures that God's word is the sword. It's like a double-edged sword. So take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. As Paul says, So one has to have a a scriptural reason for the interpretation. So one can't just spiritualize everything on any basis but this is the present and popular custom today people tend to spiritualize a lot of literal meanings a lot of literal things so we can't have a millennium idea um, ideal so we can't have a millennium or ideal state when Satan is on the loose Satan is still running loose um, about the earth that's the first point the second point is uh, the case of sin must be removed from the physical earth before the millennium can actually be established. So the millennium can't come in, Satan is still running loose, he's still got the power and he's like the prince of the earth and the curse of sin has to be lifted and we also can't have the millennium um, without the resurrection of the Old Testament saints who, and this must actually take place at the beginning of a thousand years not at the end. Uh, So it, it actually takes place at the end of the Great Tribulation and not at the beginning of the Great Tribulation period. And Daniel made this very clear in chapter 12 that they are raised after the Great Tribulation period. That's the Old Testament saints. And this we find in Daniel 12 verse 1 and 2, which reads, At the time Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never seen before. So this is uh, speaking of Israel, the Great Tribulation period, such as never seen before, um, was a nation such as never sorry such as never was since there was a nation that's Israel, even at that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, every one of whom is found written in the book, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some into everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt okay Okay. so uh here like i stated it's israel that is being talked about and we have here the great tribulation period and the resurrection of the old testament saints and we also have the resurrection of the tribulation saints so only the lord jesus christ can actually raise the dead so he must come for this purpose Okay, so the tribulation saints, another point to consider is the tribulation saints um, are included in the resurrection of the Old Testament saints and they uh, will reign with Christ during the millennium. So that's another point to, uh, that's like the fourth point to actually consider that we can't enter the millennium without um, the resurrection of the Old Testament saints and the tribulation saints as well. So the millennium is the final testing of man under ideal conditions. And this is the answer to those that say there is nothing wrong with man. You know, they actually do really believe. Like man is just great and um, man is not a sinner. So man is an incurable sinner. Even at the end of the millennium, he's still in rebellion against God. So we are terrible sinners who actually think we are good because we tend to say, oh, I'm nice, I'm good, I do all these things and all And we tend to overlook the fact that we actually are sinners. So the millennium is the final testing of mankind before the beginning of the eternal state. It's God's answer to the prayer, Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So that kingdom that's in heaven, the millennial kingdom that's already in heaven, the millennium in the eternal kingdom, it will be established here on earth. And that the kingdom will... Uh, esta- will be established on earth and to be called the millennium. So, this kingdom was actually promised to David, and God took an oath relative to its establishment. So, this kingdom is predicted in all the prophets, minor and major prophets, as well as in the Psalms. So, our text in our know, study today from verse 1, read from verse 1 to verse 3, and it reads. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the abyss, bottomless pit. Abyss is the better term here. And this is not the uh, lake of fire. That we'll read about it later on. And a great chain in his hand. So uh, verse 2 goes on to read, He laid hold the dragon and serpent of old who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. So here Satan's powers are actually reduced. he is actually imprisoned by an angel, a mere angel. Scripture goes on to read and he cast him into the bottomless or abyss uh, and shut into the bottomless pit or abyss and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years were finished. but after these things he must be released for a little while. So the thousand years is actually mentioned here twice in these verses, that's from verse 1 to verse 3, and it's mentioned six times in chapter 20 in relation to Satan. So Satan's removal from the earth and incarceration changes the condition of the earth from darkness to light. But God has a program and a purpose. You know, people, someone will tend to wonder and ask, but he has been um, chained and locked in the abyss. Why was he released? Um, well, it's, it's, it's beyond our comprehension. God has a purpose and a reason for everything. It's like the questions we always ask. Why does God permit evil to happen to certain people? It's part of the mystery of God. And um, um, it would be a little bit too much for human comprehension. So the earth, um, when, when Satan is actually removed the earth, er, the, the conditions of the earth are going to change from darkness to light. And uh, he's right now he's currently the prince of the earth, and the power uh, and he has the power and the control and he and his withdrawal makes way for the millennium so this is one of those the conditions that will lead way to the millennium so we see the millennium in relation to Satan, so he has to be removed and from the earth scene the scripture if it goes into it verse four, and I saw. Thrones, And they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness of uh, Jesus Christ. So in this period, the great Tribulation period, all people are going to die for Christ, going to be killed. And for the, who um, had been beheaded for Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, or had not received his mark on their forehead or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So here we see the saints of the old, uh, the saints of the great tribulation reign with Christ a thousand years. So the tribulation saints will trade the three and a half miserable, ragged years for a thousand years for eternity. Verse five goes on to read But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. So the first resurrection here, like if we have to the follow scripture, is Christ and then the church and then the Old Testament saints and then the tribulation saints. And all of these constitute the first resurrection. So it also falls under the first resurrection, the first fruit. So um, that's the first resurrection. And then the resurrection of the lost is actually a separate one that we're actually going to look at later on. Okay. So this is our teaching for today thank you all for listening and god bless you all have a pleasant day